section sixteen of the bookman march nineteen twenty one by various this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b the bookman march nineteen twenty one by various section sixteen a literary portrait gallery by annie nathan meyer over the distinguished collection of war portraits which has just been exhibited at the metropolitan museum of art new york and which now starts on its country-wide tour hangs this simple statement exhibition of war portraits by eminent american artists for presentation to the national portrait gallery at washington this will become a part of the national gallery at washington begun in 1840 and since 1862 a part of the smithsonian institute thus says the catalogue initiating and establishing at washington the national portrait gallery a dozen years ago a legacy of paintings was left to the national gallery by a former mistress of the white house a niece of president buchanan and at the time general surprise was expressed that such a gallery existed since then the freer evans and johnson gifts have rendered the collection one to be proud of and at last we have started on the way to possess a great national portrait gallery where the portraits of great americans or those who had played an important part in our history would be preserved of course we can never hope to vie with the fascinations of the national british portrait gallery in london and it is hopeless to expect our museums to give up their cherished possessions but it is possible that replicas may in certain cases serve partly to fill the gap even at this late day there are valuable portraits in private possession and in studios that can be secured let us glance over the field with reference solely to literary personages a painting of cotton mather exists somewhere in the country by p pelham and one of jonathan edwards at yale is attributed to smibert the memorial statue of edwards by herbert adams is at northampton massachusetts chester harding painted dr ellery channing whose statue by herbert adams is in boston and charles loring elliott painted fenimore cooper two delightful washington irvings are jarvis's portrait at the age of twenty-seven the hair rather wild as if the wind were blowing through it and vanderlyn's crayon sketch of the group of new england poets bryant was the most fortunate there is the elliot portrait at the corcoran gallery washington and the great portrait of him beardless and fairly young by s f b morse is owned by the academy of design new york there is the bust by herbert adams in bryant park new york and a most interesting undramatized portrait in oils by matthews is at the grolier club new york then there is the lovely head by wyatt eaton who was sent by the century magazine to paint new england's great sextet of oliver wendell holmes eaton wrote his bright face and his clear gray-blue eyes shining with tenderness were irresistible filling me with delight in a week packed with talking while the artist painted dr holmes never once repeated a story or a remark another portrait of dr holmes 
by j w alexander is owned by harvard university there is a delightful longfellow painted by c g thompson in eighteen forty a pastel by f alexander in eighteen fifty two a beautiful crayon done in eighteen fifty four by samuel lawrence an english painter who also did lowell a painting by badger while longfellow was professor at bowdoin college and the much reproduced portrait by ernest longfellow now in the possession of bowdoin college at the national gallery at washington evans collection there is the longfellow by w e marshall healy painted a portrait of longfellow in eighteen sixty two he also did a delightful hawthorne at the age of forty and another was done by emmanuel lutz a very lovely portrait of hawthorne hangs at the grolier club done by the same c g thompson who painted longfellow and bryant this thompson it is said by his biographer became very intimate with hawthorne in rome and was complimented in the marble fawn n p willis painted by harding is owned by the brook a new york club another portrait of willis by a pupil of sully hangs at the new york historical society where is also palmer's bust of irving ralph goddard a pennsylvania sculptor has at the metropolitan museum of art medallions of hawthorne and longfellow the public library at bradford pennsylvania has a bust of james russell lowell by william ordway partridge and a black and white in oils by francis lathrop hangs at the grolier club w page has given us an interesting portrait of lowell at twenty-four at the metropolitan museum of art is a bronze medallion of edgar allan poe by edith woodman burroughs i do not know where are the busts by partridge and by zolnay or the delightful inman painted when poe was nineteen s s osgood painted him twice one portrait is at the authors club new york the other at the new york historical society which owns osgood's alice carey there is a full-length painting of margaret fuller somewhere by william hicks and of ralph waldo emerson there is the fine unfinished portrait by william henry furness at the pennsylvania academy a lovely drawing of emerson was done by rouse in eighteen fifty seven and owned by charles eliot norton the only painting of thoreau is owned in new york by george hellman rouse's crayon is at the concord public library where are elwell's bust of louisa alcott and french's bust of emerson of this emerson whimsically declared the more it resembles me the worse it looks but when completed the sage gave his unqualified approval thus that is the face i shave of whittier there exists a charming portrait painted by otis a pupil of gilbert stuart a bust by partridge and at the chicago art institute wyatt eaton's portrait a fine fitzgreen halleck by morse is at the public library new york joseph de camp's portrait of dr horace h furness is at the pennsylvania academy the century club owns an important canvas r h stoddard painted by that distinguished artist j alden weir it also owns a part godwin by frank fowler not so happy as the one temporarily to be seen there by j w alexander alexander also made a drawing of the historian bancroft prescott was painted by ames and also in england in eighteen fifty 
by george richmond probably the best portrait painted by frank fowler is his william dean howells at the grillier club howells has also been painted by orlando rouland and a charming medallion exists of him and his daughter at the hand of st gaudin henry james has been fortunate in being sketched by sargent by cecilia beau and by his nephew william james a delightful picture in the collection at fenway court boston julia ward howe has been painted by her son-in-law john elliot a bust by clevenger is at the boston public library and a relief by dallin at the boston museum keyser's bust of lanier is at johns hopkins university walt whitman is the subject of two great paintings by two great painters the one by thomas aikens now owned by the pennsylvania academy red-cheeked virile life immense in passion pulse and power the other by j w alexander owned by the metropolitan museum of art ineffable grace of dying days partridge has modeled a bust of whitman his dr s weir mitchell is at the college of physicians in philadelphia where is also a great portrait of our second doctor author by r w vano it is a replica of an earlier one owned by the pennsylvania academy which also owns vano's charles francis adams dr mitchell is in a blue coat a scarlet cravat and pearl gray trousers against a gray background the thoughtful distinguished face and the long sensitive hands are beautifully done mark twain has been portrayed many times and in many forms favorites of mine are the characteristic portrait corncob pipe in mouth by carol beckwith owned by twain's daughter mrs gabrillowich and a delightful drawing by abbott thayer owned by the chicago institute of art which also has his drawing of george cable a most successful portrait bust of john bigelow was done by edith woodman burroughs and a portrait in oils by rouland the john heron institute of art at indianapolis owns a characteristic sergeant the portrait of james whitcomb riley a full-length portrait of another hoosier author edward eggleston is still in the studio of irving wiles where it should not be suffered to remain long here is an important portrait by an important artist which should at once be secured for the new portrait gallery another portrait which is available is the william winter painted by rouland the critic being seated in one of his treasures the armchair of horace greeley there is another winter somewhere by frank d millet daniel huntington painted george william curtis and edward everett hale's bust by partridge is at the union league club chicago one of the fine portraits that may be free some day to go to the national portrait gallery is the richard watson gilder by cecilia beau who has also made drawings of thomas janvier owned by the century club henry james and s weir mitchell anything however slight from the hand of miss beau is to be cherished another drawing by the way of the picturesque head of thomas janvier was done by carol beckwith who also painted percival lowell john kendrick bangs and an unfinished oliver herford the detroit art gallery owns a splendid full-length portrait of ike marvel by gary melchers known as the fencing master although henry george is not strictly a literary man i must include his portrait at the metropolitan museum 
because it was painted by that most distinguished painter who has not given us near enough portraits george de forest brush of our playwrights with the exception of a charming pen-and-ink sketch of bronson howard at the authors club i know only the portrait of clyde fitch by chase at amherst and a bust of augustus thomas by robert aitken of living men and women there are portraits of edwin arlington robinson by leela cabot perry of robert underwood johnson by chase one of his very best an arresting vigorous sketch of booth tarkington done in oils at a single sitting by j w alexander owned by the quadrangle club at princeton a henry van dyke by the same artist a bronze bust of george woodbury by partridge now at the cheshire academy connecticut as well as a bust by the same sculptor by edwin markham who has also been done by roulon but it seems to me never so satisfactorily as his splendid head would warrant hamlin garland is another distinguished-looking man who has never had quite his due in paint although he has been done by louise betts and by roulon the betts portrait is owned by the academy of arts and letters betts has also painted an emerson huff now in chicago the property of the author the indefatigable orlando roulon has painted john burroughs seventeen times one portrait done in his doctor's robes hangs at yale university one done at the request of theodore roosevelt was owned by him would that more like roulon found poets and philosophers as paintable as bankers there also exists by him a portrait of irving batcheller and one of james lane allen owned by the public library at lexington kentucky there is a crayon portrait of kate douglas wiggin by charles akers a medallion by st godin of mrs schuyler van rensselaer and a delightful edith wharton by julian story i include dr richard cabot who has written on social questions because of his portrait by that fine sincere artist john johansen a bust exists of our dean of critics william c brownell by olin warner laredo taft in his history of american sculpture says of it it is among the choicest of our native productions in this field leo milesiner has done a portrait in oils of w p trent and drawn ellis parker butler arthur guiderman frank jewett mather in red chalk within the bounds of the exceedingly limited time given me to write this article it has been absolutely impossible to attempt an exhaustive account but it is hoped that my efforts will inspire others to complete the list an interesting plan has been formulated by the national art committee whereby the cities of the nation may have a share in creating the national portrait gallery the portraits may be financed by an art patron of a city and presented in the name of that city a representative of that city at the same time becoming an honorary member of the national art committee i suggest that not alone cities but smaller communities from one end of the united states to the other should set about without delay to contribute portraits of those citizens of whom they are most proud it is well too not to wait too long for some of the most delightful portraits of the past are those of the young who then stood on the threshold of fame End of section 16